0: Thanks for listening to Carcast
1: on Podcast One. Hello, guys. It's MMA fighter Chael Sonnen. Check out my podcast, You're Welcome with Chael Sonnen, every Wednesday and Friday, right here at Podcast One. We cover the latest in mixed martial arts and everything else going on in the world of sport. Listen free to You're Welcome with Chael Sonnen, exclusively available on Apple Podcasts at podcast and on the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share it with a friend and leave us a rating and reveal. It. Yeah, get it on, got to get on. That's been gonna make minute. get on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right? Matt, the moderator? Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well. We've been running around a lot. Um, working on this uh, billboard that's uh, going up in Times Square. Yeah. Saw that. It's going to be good. Uh, working on uh, the Shelby dock. Uh, Nate just got back from like the Shelby convention in uh, Vegas, They're a pretty motivated group of campers over there, pretty hardcore following, the Shelby following, Shelby group. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're working uh, headlong into this uh, Shelby dock. Um, We're also working on just getting chassis going and all the selections for the gearheads uh, in your life. That's C-H-A-S-S-Y. And there's a lot of good stuff uh, we're procuring, and it's popping up. Up there and uh, trying to get these, uh, you know, just trying to figure out a way to like, like we realize, like the 24 hour war is great and everyone loves it. And it's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes and so on and so forth. But it's, it's uh, sort of uh, marketed toward uh, folks, uh, Lamont guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Nate came back from the Shelby convention and said, like, we need just to make a 24-hour war po- poster with Carol Shelby on it yeah. and then sell it to the Shelby guys. Because the Shelby guys w- would love the 24-hour yeah, war. And there's a
2: good seven minutes, ten minutes or something. The significant portion of that story revolves around Shelby.
1: It's not seven minutes. It's like the story is kind of Shelby. I mean, it starts off with... It starts off with Ford and Ferrari and blah, blah, blah. But at a certain point, the hero is Shelby who comes into the picture and comes in about halfway in or whenever it is and says, like, hey, we got to win this. Right. We got to win these races. And they hire the winner. And it's like I'm not uh, – I'm not – Arguing with you, but I'm saying like I, I'm not looking at it as sort of a bait and switch. It it is a Shelby, essentially Shelby. It's not a Shelby doc, but it's it, he is the hero who comes riding in on the white horse, yeah, and fixes everything for Ford and gets those wins at Le mans So if you're a Shelby dude, you should definitely be on top of this. Yeah, movie.
2: It's uh, and it, it it is fantastic. And like you were saying on the um on on chassis uh, I want to remind everybody that not just the documentaries that that get produced here but Nate's been going out and acquiring other films and things uh to put on chassis.com so it's a whole library of great automotive content you know the bug movies up there I think the Indian movie now is up there is that mm-hmm. the one that uh Leno narrated mhm um and there's some really cool films up there and then the Willie T Ribs. Film is going to come out pretty soon, a couple months. Yeah, I I, I would say if I had to guess, Nate would probably say he wants to plan something like around the Indy five hundred time. So that'd be what May ish. Yeah, Uh, probably something like that. I couldn't say for sure. I don't want to speak on behalf of of Nate and his plan for release dates. But Mm -hmm. if I had to guess, I would say something around there. Mm -hmm. Does that sound right? That he I don't know. Uh, You guys have a date yet?
1: I don't. I we're working on. whether we should we're we're going to forego the festival route because it's been foregone for us like every single fat fe- every all the major festivals we've put into have rejected the film so i'm not sure if it's because it's a car film i'm not sure it's cuz it's me or maybe it's a combination of of everything but uh no festival will will screen it, which is unfortunate because it's a it's a very good piece. But uh, I think that just means that we finish it and we sell it to somebody, you know, Amazon or History Channel or Netflix or whatever, yeah. and uh, we get on with our lives. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure when our screening will be and when the dates will be. But the the film, the film is done. We have to get a few. Uh, some footage from Indie that they actually have. We have like the low res version of what we need. We have to get that stuff from Indy. We have to swap it out with the low res stuff or the high res stuff. Right. Yeah, okay. And uh, then we have to send it out to be color matched and mixed and, you know, sound and all that stuff, all that balance, all the, the, just all the boring post stuff. Yeah and uh then once once we do that um we will uh it will be ready to ship <laughs> but i don't know where yet Yeah, but we'll we'll keep you posted but it's
2: it's yeah i know they're working on it all the time and it's 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 you know it's going to be fantastic it's a great story yeah uh, it is. and it, it and a great story about a guy that's had a real difficult time being the only the only black guy racing then you know so there's
1: it it'll be uh it'll it'll be a, a very good watch and and it and it's a feature like it should be a movie it should be a feature movie because yeah. it's that interesting but uh all right so we'll keep you posted with that what's the ferrari odometer story
2: so someone is suing ferrari saying they have artificially created value for some used ferraris because the dealers, the technicians there have a tool that allows them to roll back the odometer. And wow! It's it's like it's,
1: that share song. It's the uh, if I could turn back odometer. <laughs> She's on the battleship. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and
2: uh, it's not the whole, you know driving the car backwards around you know Beverly Hills or anything. It's all the, the odometers now. Imagine they're, they're all digital, right? So there's sure. no like an actual right. like spinning around odometer. But um, and there were some rules that applied to it. Like if the car had less than 300 miles
1: and the car came in for service, you could and never the tech it, drove it by around. The way, yeah, it, it, I don't think I, I I've not seen a lot of odometer cables and things, but. It would never work in reverse
2: no, it because
1: work. it would just mean that when you backed out of a parking lot, the odometer would start going the other way, right? Right. That if, couldn't if it be. happened. It never, I've never seen that. No. It's never happened. So the only way to do it is back in the day, the guy would just get the cordless drill and unplug the, the, <laughs> the cord and put the drill on reverse, right? And like turn it the other, but Yeah. I've never done that. You've never done. I've never done that. Right. So anyway, this guy's suing. He's saying,
2: you know, uh, he's saying um, some dealers or service technicians could do it, and Ferraris are so largely based on mileage when it comes to their value that you know, rolling back some miles could could create thousands of dollars of misled value onto a car. That's not there. But here's the kicker is, is anytime one of the technicians plugs up that device and wants to change the odometer, it, that device needs to get approval from Ferrari corporate. The device connects over the Internet needs to get it. So, <coughs> So in theory, Ferrari in Italy should have record of every single one that they've done this to. They've since disabled that feature in the device, but that's where this sort of
1: came from. Why have they since disabled it?
2: Well, they said... People were arguing, like, there's no point in having it. Like, why would you ever roll back the odometer and Ferrari... I don't know. I had a couple of excuses here and there. I, I can't remember exactly. Oh, not exactly. the
1: feature were connected to the home base. No, you can't change. The service but technicians the, the can't no, change the mileage anymore. No messing anymore. with the odometer.
2: Yeah, they can't mess with the odometer anymore. But And, and again, I think we're talking oh, about... So you say
1: feature, but you just mean no messing with the odometer. The, right. Okay. Yeah,
2: that... that that ability is no yeah, longer in the device or it's been disabled.
1: Well, okay. So first things first. It has first. to be on
2: fairly modern cars, right? Like it has to be on like 360s or 430s or something.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know when they got away from the cable, but I would, I would guess right in there. Um, it, uh, Ferraris are pretty uh, – Pretty well regulated, or, or at least very interested in what service you do at what my mile, what miles. Yeah. So it would be weird if the thing had seventy eight thousand miles on it, and it eighty thousand miles required a big service with all the belts and all the gaskets or whatever it is, and you turned it back to forty. That would then be weird. Yeah, and I don't even think you can do that. There were some – it gets it starts
2: to get funky because then you start to be like, I don't know what side of the story on. The headlines are this device can roll back miles. But then you start looking at the fine print, and I think it had to be something like less than 300 miles on the car to begin with, and then it can roll back to zero. Oh, so like, less
1: than 300
2: to begin with. So if with. there was like, I don't know, test drive miles or oh, oh, oh. or – or, Why don't you or, or lead or cane, with that part? Well, mean, was, I
1: was getting to the to the three hundred mile the yeah. most we'll start with it. The most, mostly when you roll back and you're trying to sell a used car on the Armenian car lot, yeah. the guy gets it from eighty something to thirty something. You know that's the way they do it. But it beyond three hundred. So now we're yeah, talking so it, about it, brand new versus new. No, I like, think so, and
2: we'd have to get the details on, on the story. I don't have it in front of me. We just, as we were walking in, uh, somebody he, he sent in an email, and they're like, what's the deal with the with the Ferrari odometer thing? So I'm just going based off my recollection, but uh, I'm sure whatever the lawsuit is has the details on how much you can roll it back and when. And I thought I read a note that it had to be fairly new to begin with or well, low Well, 300, 300 miles and under. I mean— I don't know. I mean, I guess you could do it again and again and again af- after every 298 miles. <laughs>
1: I guess. But so I guess most cars or a lot of cars, I guess when you buy a new car, some of them have a few miles on them just because peop- other people have driven them, right? Yeah. Or yeah, they drove them off the truck or something, like around the block and into the showroom or something. Yeah. Also, don't you want them you know, you want to know that the manufacturer put five miles on it driving it from
2: you know from one warehouse to another just to know that it works yeah <laughs> or put it on a dyno
1: or a, right. or a
2: simulator of some sort or right, something, right 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 yeah
1: okay so I don't know where the lawsuit is coming in that I bought a brand new portion and had 200 miles on it versus seven miles or no miles yeah like, I, I, I I don't know I don't know what the odometer says in the showroom. Like, I don't think it says zero, does it? Because you no. had to put the thing on rollers and do something, right? Yeah,
2: and and I, I guess this person's point is there shouldn't be any rolling back the odometer ever.
1: Right. So this person's lawsuit, this person isn't saying, I got a Ferrari and I paid good money for this Ferrari and... I was told in good faith that it had 10 miles on it, but in fact it had 200 miles on it, and that's hurting the value of the car. That's not really an argument. What this person is saying is is there is such a tool that Ferrari has in their arsenal, and that will turn back the odometer, and that's a smoking gun. That's like an admission of guilt. Yeah, that's it's how just I understand the fact it. That yeah. you, the fact that this tool exists... I don't care whether you've used it or not, or whether you've used it on a car that I've purchased. You just have a tool that does this, yeah. and if you have a tool that does this, then it's like it's like a guy standing in your front yard with a with a flat bar in his hand, and you're like, you're going to break into this house, and he's going, "Oh no, I'm just standing on the lawn holding the flat bar." Yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, now we got it. You're holding this tool." That means well, the tool's not illegal. Like, yeah, the fact that you have it and you're standing here makes it illegal. So, I guess unless Max Patta can tell us uh, more about it,
2: all, all I know is that they just use it to reset to zero for all the new cars. So
1: it needs a reset to zero. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a funky for all thing. the new, So what they're saying is, is what they're saying is, I guess, like, so I'm Ferrari, right, and. We get the car, it leaves Marinello, uh, we, we put it on a, a roller dyno, whatever, and test the drivetrain and the blah, 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 and then uh, we take it out onto the our test loop and we do a few, a few hot laps on it, make sure the brakes and everything, the temperature, and like everything works, and then uh, we ship it over to Newport Beach, California, and... At that point, maybe I'm making this up, maybe I'm not. Our customers don't want to look in the window and see 11 miles. They want to see zero, and we zero them out when they come into the Newport Beach Ferrari dealership, and it's because it is zero. Those are... Test miles or right. those are there's break-in miles. miles there's there's no, no, you know, no. And and if someone's going to spend three hundred grand on a car, they want to look and see zero, not look and see fourteen miles. Who's driving this car? And the reality is, is the car is going through the break-in or the testing or the whatever. I mean, I'm I'm sort of with Ferrari and that I could call that zero. Like now. These are the miles we do on the test track. These are the miles we do on the uh, dyno, or the whatever, or right. driving or just transporta- transport. transportation, or whatever it is. When you buy your new car, it will say zero. Yeah. Okay. I guess. All right.
2: Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it it, uh, it says
0: that the tool will not work after the odometer reaches three hundred eleven miles. So you'd have to just keep R- it. Right. Right. It. So yeah. what?
2: So every so, every car in the dealer has three hundred twelve miles for yeah. like, and the rest are zero. You know what happened? So <laughs> every new car in there, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you missed it by a so, mile.
1: Yeah, Ferrari is saying, give us up to three hundred miles to test, transport, dyno, whatever this vehicle, and then we'll go to zero. And because it cannot be, we have this fail safe, and that it'll go to three eleven, which uh. Which means we can't use it for nefarious purposes. That was the idea. And the lawsuit says you're using it for
2: whatever you want because you don't have to tell us and whatever. It's, it's, whatever. That's
1: a bogus lawsuit. Yeah. We'll I, see what I, happens with I, that. That's a douchebag lawsuit. Yeah. I, it's bogus. I, 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 if you have something – when, when you were telling about this tool – and, uh, again, this is all info I could have used in the first few syllables because <laughs> what I thought they were doing is taking their trade-ins, yeah. Ferraris, in which case you got one with 85,000 miles, and it's a trade-in, you know, 488, and you want to get it down to 34,000 miles. Well, the the price of a used 488 Ferrari, just let's just say, or 599 or whatever – the difference between that car having a hundred thousand miles on it and that thing having thirty two thousand miles on it, that could be fifty grand easily. Right. Yeah. And so if you're doing this for a living, which is taking in trades on Ferraris and backing out, you know, thirty, forty thousand miles on the thing, that that kind of move, well, that's Big cash in your pocket. Yeah, I
2: agree with that completely. And that's, that's where these stories sort of stemmed from. People were understanding it as you can roll back miles to whatever. And then I think Ferrari clarified and said, oh, no, no, you can't. It's only 300 miles and less. You're right, because and,
1: Ferrari, Ferrari realized yeah. this would be a dangerous tool for our dealers to have right. if one of them wanted to go rogue. So we'll keep it to roll it to zero, but only under 311. Yeah. Okay. It I seems like
2: it. it's it's already being argued in the public before it even goes to court, yeah. right? Like yeah. people are arguing because somebody responded, like a Ferrari or a dealer or somebody responded a, and said, it's, it's not, it's 300 miles. This is a
1: nothing burger now.
2: It is. All <laughs> right. Uh,
1: someone's got a Jeep. Somebody's uh, looking for a daily driver. Likes the Tesla. Also likes the Audi A7. of uh, spec cl- class. Lots of questions up there first. I'll tell you about HIMSS. That's right. 65% of men start losing their hair by age 35. What? for com One-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. HIMSS connects you to real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat your hair loss. And you got to get going with it. Because uh, once it's gone, it, it don't come back. And if it does, it ain't cheap. That's Jeremy Piven. Generic <laughs> equivalents of name brand prescriptions to keep your hair. No gas station countertop supplements here. Yeah. No waiting room or awkward doctor visits. My listeners, our listeners, they get a trial. Of four hymns for just five bucks while supplies last. It would cost hundreds at the pharmacy. So go to fourhymns.com slash car That's F O R H I M S dot com slash car Get the five buck free trial or the five buck trial first month and uh, save some bucks. All right, let's see. I'm going to go with Anthony on line three. Anthony? How you doing, Ace? Yeah, man. What's going on? So,
3: got a 2014 Ford Fusion right now, and looking to get something a little bit nicer. Nothing wrong with the car I got now, but wife and I making a little bit more money can kind of afford something nicer. And I'm, you always talk about, you know, the new is fine, but you can get a nice used car. You know, everything's new, everything works, everything's everything. And I'm debating between that A7 and uh, the Tesla Model S. So I wasn't sure what your guys' uh, opinions were on the vehicles. I know you have the uh, the Model S for Lynette.
2: Yeah, but used to have an A7.
1: Right.
3: Oh, (laughs) even better.
1: Had both, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the A7 a lot. Uh, The Tesla is a good car. It's a little spartan inside, like it it feels a little light inside. You're going to like the cabin. Now, both cars seem to be the same shape and the same size. Correct. The the closest... Thing to a, a Tesla Model S is an A seven. Like, yeah, just... I would
2: think so. But I, I would say part of your decision, though, is for lack of better term, the lifestyle change <laughs> that you have to commit to, right? The charging and and whatnot versus what you've been used to on 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 your gas engine and whatnot. So you have to commit to charging it, and and there's no hey, I forgot to charge it. Now what do I do? You have to remember to charge it when it needs to charge. There's no running down to the to the gas station, right? So, uh, and I can't speak for that because I don't have one of those. And I know you drive daily the Jag, but has it has it come up during the whatever three year lease so far where Lynette's like, yeah, nobody plugged the car in, and now I'm jammed up with no transportation.
1: Um, maybe a few occasions early on, or.
2: More likely, she would say, I have to go 50 miles, and I've got 34 miles on my battery.
1: Um, There were a few incidents where she went to, like, the California Pizza Kitchen in, like, Studio City, and it's, like, round trip from her house, like, 18 miles, and she left with, like, 20 on the range and then ran out of fuel on the two and then got mad at... uh, Elon Musk for <laughs> something he did wrong. Right. You Although, said 20. I was like Meanwhile the Valley Parker but, did nine laps to the parking garage. <laughs> yeah, no, it was eight. It was like 17 miles each way. So, oh, there you, you go. You weren't gonna make it. <laughs> you were never gonna make it. The car did exactly what the car said it was going to do. Right, it got yeah. you to the it got you to the restaurant and got you about a third of the way home and then it stopped cuz Yeah. But um so uh, we did have a couple initial discussions on why you probably shouldn't be angry at the car <laughs> um but if we plugged it in the night before we probably could yeah. solve this
2: Is this going to be a second car for you or Are you going to keep the Fusion or something or are you going to have one electric I mean my one? wife
3: has yeah my wife has a a Ford Explorer so we have a gas car and that's you know kind of our we got the two kids and throw all your stuff in there and get going um, well, you know, and I live hold on. ten miles from the office. Go yeah, ahead.
1: listen, we, na- but but that was early on. Yeah, and since then she's gotten into a rhythm, and or Sonny does it uh, can plug it in as well. But she got into a rhythm with it, and we got the fast charger mounted on, on the wall in the garage, and she's in a rhythm, and it has not been a problem. Like, she comes home, plugs it in pretty much. Yeah, and that's it. You, takes care of it. You know,
2: you burn your hand on the stove once, you know not to touch the stove.
1: Eh, yeah, a couple times. But uh, <laughs> either way, I'm a one-burn guy. Yeah. Uh, the ladies I found were multiple burns. But either way, eventually, they don't yeah. get near the stove. <laughs> and she doesn't get near that stove. Good. Not at all. She's learned a valuable lesson with, with the Uber stove. Not with the Uh Not with the Eats. Hubs. So... The A seven is a really nice car and it drives really nice and the interior is really nice. God, we're looking at the cars. They're like the same yeah, car. But right? the profile exactly. Exactly. side by side like really close. They're really close. Um uh, look, I, I can't say enough about plugging a car in and never having to stop at the gas station ever again. That that's very cool. Um I I don't think, I think you're going to like the interior of the A7 and the way it drives a little bit more than you're going to like the Tesla. Uh, It's really just a question for you, which is like, how big a deal is this plug-in battery business? Uh, How important is that to you, your life, and and whatever? Uh, If you said to me, hey, we're just going to take one car and we're going to drive it to uh, Vegas, what car do you want to drive? I'm going with the Audi because it's just a better driving, uh, nicer interior, blah blah blah. But if you said, "What car do you want to drive for a year?" and we'll give you a fast charger in your garage, yeah, I might say I'll take take the Tesla. So it, right. it's it's pretty much a pretty much a yeah. coin toss. They're both good. They're, I like them both. Hey, I'm coming to Madison, Wisconsin. How far are you from Madison?
3: About fifty miles. I got to play it by ear because the wife's do any day now. So I got to see, uh, you know, what what my availability is to go check you out. I saw you in Chicago a couple of years well, ago. She doesn't have to and go. To go.
1: Good oh, good. Yes, you got to prioritize <laughs> too, yeah. Anthony.
3: I'll bring I'll bring the three year old with me. It'll be a good time.
1: Thank you. All right. So they're I both just, the same. They're yeah. the same car. I've never. I've just sort of pictured them both in my mind, but as Chris puts the. Cars up on the screen, you really do see they're like they are the same. The platform is the same.
2: By the way, can we talk about when I see the A7? Can we talk about terminology, car terminology for one second? The four door coupe is stupid, it's a sedan. Sedan is four doors, coupe is two doors. So don't do this Mercedes, BMW, Audi guys, like this four door coupe thing. And now I think BMW has like an SUV. It's like an X4 coupe. It's got four doors. Yeah, it's a yeah. sedan.
1: It's a sedan. Like they do the same with the. I like think you
2: could have come up with something else. We have crossover, we have BMW suv BMW has we have, like yeah. an
1: eight or a six or something that's like a four-door coupe now, yeah, whatever. I get it. They're, they're swoopy, and they look good, and you can barely see the rear door and everything, but still. And, and,
2: like it's a, I get it. You sit lower down. It's got kind of sports car-ish feel. So why yeah. not do like sports sedan
1: or something? Why coupe? Yeah. It drives me nuts. I think uh, Maxipata I think the – um gonna think of the um, gonna think of the band um, uh, who sung bad to the bone is his name? George Durogood George Durogood had a trio and I think he called it like a quartet or something and what he was basically saying is, is we are Three guys, but we sound like five guys or or something, right. some version of your coupe, whatever. Right, right. terminology. Yeah. And I yeah. agree. It, well, his
2: is funny. I like that. His has some sense of humor yeah, to it. Yeah, this is false advertising. This is, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Like of all the the wacky marketing terms that, the loudest, that these companies come up with all the time, uh, they couldn't yeah. come up with yeah, some I sort agree. of sports sedan, something or other.
1: Rich, 57, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, you got a 2012 Jeep. Hey, Ace, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Good. Say hi to Matt <laughs> hey, as well. Hey, hello. What's up, Matt? What's going on? Good uh, to see you. Uh, eight, 85. Long time, second time. Thank you. Uh, 2012 Jeep what? <laughs>
4: it's a uh, 2012 Jeep Patriot. I've had Ooh. it for uh, six, about six years. And it's got currently 85,000 miles on it. Yeah. And I've had right. transmission problems. With a, since I've owned it, which is 3,000 miles, essentially the first owner. Right. So I've taken it back a total of six times. And uh, each time, of course, the dealer would say, ah, nothing wrong with it. So the last time I took it back, it's now six months out of warranty. They're telling me that I need a new transmission. Mm-hmm. And the manufacturer has really turned their back on me, Chrysler being that.
2: Which is surprising because this isn't the first time we've heard this story. Like, I think my dad had a Dodge something or other and the transmission had issues. And we've had other calls with people with transmission issues. So you would think that – this is very unfortunate, but you would think that, you know, Fiat Chrysler of America, the Dodge and Jeep brands would – would have some sort of be
1: used to this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, they'd and have some have answer. Some right? so, yeah. Some, this is, some answer other than. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, buddy. Yeah, if This is
1: Mercedes <laughs> Benz. You can see him being surprised. <laughs> but <laughs> you're you and Chrysler. This should be just every day. They have to you're recall right. something or fix something.
4: Yeah. Uh, once you get into the, their system, uh, the first person I spoke to, the first contact I made at FCA, Fiat Chrysler Assembly, as you said, said, hey, no problem. You're well within the guidelines. In fact, uh, you're normally we allow them to go over 24,000 miles in two years over the time and 24,000 over the mileage. I'm well within the mileage six months over the time so somebody even told me they were going to take care of me because they definitely yeah. offered assistance
1: i, I have further a plan and gary's up. jeep needed off. a new transmission after 15 when did you have a jeep before your bmw
4: yeah the jeep remember
3: you used to make fun of it put rims on it and stuff it was when i was 16 oh that thing try to wipe gross. it from our minds yeah it was gross yeah geez, <laughs> i, I sure. became an adult okay good
1: <laughs> um all right. Uh, yeah, that's right. He's make fun with rims, with Jeeps, <laughs> rims on Jeeps. All right. So here's the thing. Rich. Uh, hey, hang, hang on a second, Adam.
4: I, yeah. I've got to make sure. Uh, maybe the only saving grace I have is for your new TV show, it's not out yet, to catch a manufacturer. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> there you The go. Chrysler
1: Corporation. All right. Here's, Sorry, what, I'm, here's, what, I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to say, Rich. I don't know a whole lot about this subject, but I'll bet you there's a lot of consumer advocacy lawyers and groups and things like that who can guide you through this. And I will bet you, and I don't, I don't say that it's free, but I bet you there's somebody you can find online and you go, here's what I went through with this company and this product. And then they will go, I have done this before. Here's what you need to do. You need to gather up whatever paperwork you have. You need to send me a screenshot of it or whatever. Let me look at it. I will then tell you that you need to fill out this form and contact this group. And whatever it is, there's some – somebody's been through this a lot, and there's some attorney guy who just does this Yeah, and charge you – like, like well, those guys who get you out of speeding tickets – yeah. But you have to pay him 170 bucks, but they'll get you out of the <laughs> ticket like that guy yeah, right. for this. I I agree with that. But in the
2: meantime, since you have to drive, i i I can almost I can almost guarantee that there's tons of discussion about this on forums, and there may be a simpler fix or something a little cheaper once you're have, once you armed with the knowledge of what's going on with the transmission. And then there's that step of maybe going to the dealer and going, hey, I've been screwed six times on this thing. You're not covering it under warranty. How much are you going to give me for this thing on a trade or something and just get rid of it?
1: Yeah, the problem... You're going to get a new Jeep. Because my,
2: my, uh, <laughs> they're not going <laughs> to... My, you
1: know. my experience is... When something like keeps failing once it once it fails for the third time, it'll fail for the thirty-third time. Like it just Yeah, well what I'm saying. Let's get away from owning this car for longer yeah. than you need to. I was just having a discussion with uh Kelly from the other shop or at the other shop, but um he's got it he's a little perturbed over his his mini Cooper deal because his payments and then there's a balloon payment and it's like, it's one of those things. It's, it's always the same thing, which is like you, you buy a brand new car, you work out the payments for six years and then the car stickers for $23,000. And at the, at the end of the end of your relationship with the dealership, you paid $44,000 for a car that's yeah. now worth or maybe $9,000 at the end of the thing. And nobody likes that, those, those odds, or nobody likes the way that plays out. But that's, that's why the dealer offers you that. Yeah. That's the dealer knows what the dealer's doing. And that's how they, that's how they roll. And I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I can tell you, like, you buy a new car, it's twenty three grand, you spread it out over six years, you put down four grand or whatever it is, your payments are four fifty a month. And then there's a balloon payment at like eight grand at the end of the yeah. whatever. Yeah. And he was saying to me, What the hell's a balloon payment? And I was saying, Well, how much was the car? And he's like I oh no, no, I said, How many payments do you have left? And he's like, 29 months or something like that. And I said, and what is the, what are you paying per month? And he said, 450 a month. And I said, okay, what do you owe on the car? And he's like, $22,000. And I said, the balloon payment gets you, if you take if you're paying 500 bucks a month and you're doing it for 30 months, we're not at $22,000. We're at $15,000 or whatever, or however whatever they, whatever the math is. Wait, is that, yeah. Right. $15,000. Right. So the difference between $15,000 and 23,000, what you owe, that's the balloon. That's what they, they put it at the end. Yeah. So your payments can be lower, yeah. but they still got to be made whole. They got to get to this, how, how could you pay, you know, I'll, whatever it is, a house or a pizza, if I pay you a dollar a month and, and for a year, but the pizza's $20, but at the end of the year, we just got to $12, then there's a balloon payment of $8 at the end of the yeah. year. And he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, it, part of the problem is,
2: is he doesn't get it now, but he should have not got it when he bought the car, right? Like, it's a little too late to not get it.
1: You know, right? He's
2: probably what two years or a year or whatever. He's several years in, and he doesn't
1: like the deal. And so my thing was like, but you tell me because I'm always thinking like you. I said, I don't, I don't like it because so now you get the end of the deal. You got this car that's stickered for 23 or something. You're at the end of the deal. The car's worth 11 grand. You have a balloon payment of eight grand. It's already not worth anything. Yeah. And you've already paid 40 grand in or, or whatever it is, 30 grand. Or, I, I'm not sure exactly how that works. Yeah. But I said, you tell me. I was thinking to you. I was like, you could go in there with somebody – like you, mm-hmm. and you could go, here's the car, here's the deal, here's where we're at. Uh, I'm not excited about th- the way this is working out. I'd like to get into another vehicle. Um, I'd like to get into another vehicle somewhere on this lot. And I'd like you to help me be a satisfied customer yeah. by trading this thing and in and, and doing doing some stuff that got me into something else that, changed our 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 arrangement a little without, you know, you throwing a sack of money in the ocean right. and and kept me as a customer. I I, don't, I and then maybe we could restructure something.
2: Yeah. Because when he gets look, if he if he waits this out and and trades it or even trades it out a for another brand, he could potentially be rolling in negative equity into his next car. Right. You know, you're like, "Hey, you're you know, you owe twelve thousand dollars, your car's worth ten thousand, so now you're negative two thousand. So on the new car you're you're gonna buy, you're already in the hole two grand. You already right. owe us that. We're gonna pay it off for you, but you now you got negative equity on that car. Well which, hen- which
1: hence you, my you, you definitely want to avoid that. Buy cars that are two years old. Number one. You
2: know, I was just I was at the gym, the guy rolled up in a nice new three series BMW and uh and I was like, hey, this is this is nice. Uh this is new because I haven't seen you drive it before and he's like yeah it's a leaseback somebody leased it and for three years and put you know 25,000 miles on it I went and I bought it for you know 15,000 whatever under sticker was with a few miles on it and it's certified pre-owned now it's got a 100,000 mile warranty and and you know it's got all the, the features uh, you know the service and maintenance that BMW offers Right. And, uh, and he goes and I just saved a whole bunch of money
1: <laughs> there you go And, hopefully, when he got it, he changed the oil to Castrol Edge. Designed for consumers who demand the best performance from their cars. Tech advances made engines smaller, more powerful. We always talk about this. They produce a lot of pressure these days. The only thing stopping metal-to-metal contact is a very thin layer of oil. So, the oil needs to be strong, obviously. Castrol Edge formulated with fluid titanium technology, three times stronger against viscosity breakdown than the leading full synthetic. Uh, all right, so we've got a Spec Miata question down mm-hmm. here, which I like. Jim, 47, Idaho.
0: Hey, Ace and Stromer, great show, man. My son and I love listening to CarCast together. It's just a, a great
1: deal. That's D'Andrea. But, yeah, but, uh, we Stromer, like Stromer is great, too. but
2: he does a different show. Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry, Sorry, Jim. (laughs) It's all right.
1: Go ahead.
0: Sorry, DeAndrea. Hey, uh, I I wanted to help that Jeep owner out real quick. A Jeep Patriot. um, First of all, you never buy a a Patriot unless you are totally broke or gay. So get get that thing fixed and then get it traded off like Matt said. You know, get it gone because um, it's sort of a worthless thing to have. It's like buying a Harley Sportster when you really should have just bought a real Harley you know what I'm saying
1: listen I I literally see those Jeeps on the freeway and I call people and just yell why into the <laughs> that's phone true as loud as I, I can. get can to
2: that so I just
1: don't I just like I want to know why I want to know what's going Wait, on
2: hello Adam why oh there's well, a Jeep Patriot in front of
1: you yes <laughs> that's how
2: that's how I roll yeah they're not
0: they're not even a Jeep the JKs are a blast I promise you Adam if you got a four-door JK for the family and rolled around... I get it. Summer and fall There's a guy... Jeep as long boat. as you
1: don't call it a Jeep Coop. There's a guy in my neighborhood who has yeah, one. No, yeah. He's got the doors off. He's like got the boom uh, box in yeah. the back, and he and the he throws the kids in there, and they love it. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we, we dig it. We, we'll go out as a family in that thing and go out for ice cream at night, go... Oh, go cruising in the hills, do all kinds of fun stuff, and it's it's almost like you're in a UTV, you know, but it's
1: totally street legal and you can go I, anywhere. I concur. I concur. I, I get yeah. it. Like if you're going to get a jeep, get a real that's, jeep. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. get that jeep. Yeah. yeah. All right, but go ahead. All right. What's your question?
0: Well, hey, so uh, Junior, sixteen, he he is a car nut, just exactly like you, and um, he has a grandpa said, hey. Let, he's got a real nice car, little car already, buddy. Grandpa said, let's get you something that we can make a project vehicle. So we went out and bought a 91 Miata, and uh, they're stripping it down. And I said, you know what? Let's give Ace a call and see what he thinks about going, taking that thing out to track days, doing some spec stuff. And I just wanted to pick your brain and see what you thought.
1: Well, but, all right. Well, he, he's already got, yeah. his, he's got his 91 Miata, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's and playing... we're just
0: trying to figure what way what way to go. And,
1: and, and how far down does he have it stripped? Uh, we're gonna take we're gonna take it down, and take the engine out. We're gonna
0: it's gonna get stripped, and it's gonna get wheels, suspension, tires, you name it. It's gonna get it.
2: And you're you're trying to ask like, do we turn this into a fun street car for the kid, or do we try to build like a little race car? You know, and maybe go down that route. So, and yep. I, I know Adam's going to have thoughts on it, but I would say first start here, go to mm-hmm. a school and see how y'all like it. Go to like a Bondurant school or something, do the, the half day course or the one day course and, Good and, idea. and see what your son thinks. Is he like, you know what? The high performance driving school was cool. The skid pad card with the training wheels, it was cool, but the track blew my mind. Dad, let's build a little race car. Or he's gonna say okay. he's gonna say, I love what we did in the the high performance driving section, let's build a cool little streetcar. But yeah. also be a better driver and it's a fun like I wish my dad was like, Hey, you're sixteen now, we're gonna build a car. Let's go do a day at the Bondard school together first. I'd be like, You're a cool yeah, dad.
1: Like my dad I came <laughs> home. Yeah, just like Adam's dad did. That's that's exactly right. Never. What motor should we put in it? Yeah, right. Oh my dad? He got a <laughs> he got a five ten wagon, believe it or not, and put a three hundred two. I think it was a small block Ford yeah, in there. None of this happened, and uh, <laughs> none of this happened. Now he had to fab up the a tran- uh, whole new bell housing because we, he said like we're going to use the five speed Datsun yeah, new, new bell tunnel, housing. New- so he had to make a he had to modify the tunnel. Yeah. had to put a new. He made the cross member, of course, and. Because he insisted on it, and uh, then he, but he did break down and buy the kit so that we get the three hundred two onto the five speed, yeah, which was I think from a Z car, and then uh, he had to custom, custom make a <laughs> drive shaft, obviously. Oh, yeah. actually, he had that made as well. He had a friend who worked at uh, machine shop. <laughs> so a uh, Bill, Hyde, I know your I think I know your dad dad I think you dad
0: can't even handle a lease car.
1: I don't think <laughs> I, I. I don't know that my dad has ever. I don't think that my dad has ever lifted a car hood with the intent of doing anything. Like, he may have lifted a car hood when steam was pouring out or to see if a cat got, like, caught up in there or something. Yeah. But he's never like, lifted a car hood and had a wrench in his hand or or with any expectation of even knowing where the dipstick was. Like, I, yeah. I do not know... <laughs> I, 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 the, the, the number that you would give to my dad on a zero to 10, 10 being, you know, Jay Leno or Bruce Meyer, uh, you would give him a zero or you would give him like a, like a point three or something. And it'd be like, well, zero is a dead person. And I'd go, well, that's a tie. And he'd go, he'd go, yeah, but you got to give him like a point three for like, nodding if you said something about a car you know like a dead person couldn't do that but to give him a one would be to way overestimate his interest slash abilities like a one out of 10 would be far too generous far too generous would insanely (laughs) do that. i i've never really i i honestly i didn't know guys like my dad existed like, I just thought, well, guys like cars. Some guys love cars. Other guys yeah. just like cars. Or some guys, everyone wants a new Corvette. Like, who wouldn't want a new car? Yeah. I had no idea that there were human beings. Who almost hates like, cars? Like, heterosexual males. <laughs> who just somewhere between zero and um, dislike. Actually, hating cars would give too much thought into yeah, cars. Yeah, I'd be like, after my dad died in that stock car accident, you know, <laughs> and I saw him bleed out on the track. Yeah. I, swore, I swore. I never. Like,. <laughs> I'd ride a horse for the restaurant. My- yeah, yeah, that would be something. Yeah, That'd be a that would story. so give thought to. Too. Uh, all right, so Jim, here's what I would say I think- to you. I would Can say I one thing. Yes,
0: I think your dad was like the original, the original hipster minimalist because the stories you tell about how little he wanted to do and how little he had and how how little concern he had. I don't know how you made it through life. Uh, I I always look at you as an inspiration for, if there's a struggle and there's a way to get through it, Adam Adam can tell you.
1: Well, thank you. Look, the first, the first thing I did was I had the same relationship. Did you ever see a Scarface? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. remember at the beginning, he was like in Miami and they were like in that makeshift internment camp where it's like all those tents and chain link fence and other like refugees and gangsters and stuff like that. I had the same relationship with my parents that Al Pacino had with the family that lived in the tent next to his, which is like I don't know these guys. I think they got it worse than I do, yeah. And they're certainly not coming over with a big pot of stew every night or anything. Like I can't go to that tent and go, "Hey, I need a new car." Yeah. Like, they just go, "Like who are you?" Like yeah. I we're we're eating dirt. Like yeah. so, whatever that relationship was, I looked at these two. My dad, and my mom, and I went. These guys are good for nothing. Like, and I knew when I was ten, I was like, they're good for nothing. I'm not. I'm not getting half a mini bike out of two of these people. So screw it. I'm out of here. Yeah. And I just went full uh, Scarface. I just went. Like, I'm going to this other guy's tent. I'm going to eat over there. Then I'm going over here. And I'm going. But see you didn't this guy. stab him nine times. I should have, <laughs> but I, I was too tired. I was too malnourished.
2: Too much effort into the thought. <laughs> too,
1: too, much, too much effort. So I just figured out, well, whatever it is you're going to do, you'll just do it for yourself. Yeah. And then it served me well later on because then I've, I've hung around with people in life whose moms and dads did too much, and they sit around going like, when is somebody going to do something for me? And the answer is, well, now that you're an adult, never, and I never have that modality. Yeah. And it's so uh, it wasn't good at the beginning, but it served me now. But thank you for the compliment, Jim. So you, the you car. seriously
0: performed a miracle. In the world of, of life, you have literally, with the cards you are dealt, you have performed a miracle. And so be proud of yourself. But um, what motor do we put in this thing, uh, by the way? Um, well, you know, well, we charge a stock one? or bull, bull,
1: bull, 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 bull. If you're going, if you're trying to do some spec class, then there's a bunch of rules. I don't. Like, I mean, you may be using the spec word sort of generically, but here's my feeling on a Miata spec race car if you wanted to enter that series or do some of those events. I would just buy someone else's Miata spec car because that thing is all stitch welded and caged up and – has all the supports and gussets and brackets and all that shit that just takes forever. Yeah, and get the rule book. And get the rule book and all that stuff. But that's not what you're talking about. I think, so, right. if I'm going full spec, I'm buying just an old spec car for 3200 bucks, rebuilding the engine, going out racing. Let someone else do all the fab and welding and everything. Mm-hmm. If I'm you, I like that Miata motor. Uh, is it a twin cam 1600 or a single cam sixteen? Are two-liter
0: twin sixteen. So yeah. what? And then twin the 16. older ones are a one point one point six, and then it went to a one point eight. Now I think the new ones are a two-liter.
1: I like I like punching the thing out to two liters. I mean I, I like I, I that extra displacement helps a lot. So I like the moving up to the two-liter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like the uh, turbo on the uh, the two-liter or the supercharger or whatever, the enhanced whatever. Um, I you know I I don't know there's also a version where you do the 2 liter and you do the side draft Webers or McCoonies or whatever and I I got a 2 liter with over 250 horsepower I mean you you can do it if you if you build it although that's running on race fuel and that's really a little too beaked up for the street but yeah, I think you can get a 2 liter with a comfortable 200 horsepower that make a, a a nice fun car uh, I think you put in a roll bar and you I like the Miata power plant. I wouldn't, like, do a swap with a V8 or anything and, in it. And there's going to be tons of parts available. Tons for that. and tons. Yeah. And so you just see what your budget, how far your budget will carry you. But, uh, yeah, you get the coilovers and the brake upgrade, and you do some autocrossing in it, and, and you make it cool and, and fun. And, and, and I'm
2: fine with doing it in steps. Like you said, like, hey, start with some mild suspension wheels, tires, and like you said, hit the autocross for a little bit behind the wheel
1: see how y'all like it and
2: then step up to the next one or the next thing or the next thing as, far as
1: yeah going. and uh you know have fun picking out the colors and uh you know put a couple of uh buckets like race buckets in there but nothing too extreme so we can drive it around town and yeah all that all the stuff
0: what what do we do there because I know some of the buckets I've sat in before that they're so uncomfortable to get in and out but for a daily drive, or not a daily, but for playing with it a couple of days a week, what would you put in for a seat that's good on the track, too?
2: That, that For me, that's a tough one because I don't know what fits well in the Miata. Like, there, could be, mm. there could be restrictions on sort of what fits in there. But I'm going to tell you that there's going to be a ton of guys have done this. Right, like yeah. once you start hitting the forums and start calling some of the Miata catalog guys, they're gonna know. Yeah, you know? they're
1: look now uh, the Miata is the I don't know Mustang of Japanese yeah, cars. Yeah, it's so like, modern. There's gonna be so many like and so much support. Like people big, are gonna have advice. Yeah, the big and, the the lament of monkeying around with the kind of cars I monkey around with is. Uh, oh, we need some spark plug wires for your nine thirty five. Like, oh, they don't make them. Like, oh, we need some spark plugs for your nine thirty five. Like, oh, they're one hundred and seven dollars each, and you can't find them. Like, like it, it, it. The, look, when when you go with something that's ubiquitous, there's here's the downside. The downside is you pull up in a Miata, and no one gives a shit. That's the bad side. The good side is you can go online and buy every single part that bolts onto that car, <laughs> and it's as cheap as the material it's made out of, and that's about it. Yeah. You want a steering wheel for a Lamborghini Four Hundred 2 plus two, you can search the internet for the next 10 years and never find a steering wheel. Right. You have to make a steering wheel. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you what Jim needs, though. He needs Geico.
1: Yeah. Everybody's
2: got a to do list. You know, you're dropping off your dry cleaning, you're picking up some milk, you're building a Miata spec car. Well, you can add, save hundreds of dollars of car insurance to that list, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you need some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Check out geico.com.
1: All right, <clears throat> Geico. Uh, yeah, live shows everywhere. Just go to AdamCarolla.com. Got the uh, podcasting masterclass. Go to corolaclass.com, Seattle Cruise Rooms just added. That's going to be good. And we're playing Seattle at the Moore Theater. We're doing a live podcast there. That's September 13th. Support the show. Hit the website, Car show.com and uh, Matt the moderator man shift and steer you can listen on podcast one Matt what do we got Yeah
2: in our uh, in our new second weekly carcast episode with myself and Goldberg
1: First episode's up next episode is oh, Wednesday
0: s- Both episodes are up Oh there
1: are two episodes every Wednesday yeah. Love some Goldberg So till next time and for Matt the moderator DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare in the bag of the wheels